You're listening to the Law and Business Podcast, hosted by Anthony Verna. We tackle the difficult questions where business and the law intersect to help you run a smarter business and avoid costly mistakes. Brought to you by Verna Law PC, a full-service law firm focusing on patents, trademarks, copyrights, domain names, and advertising law. For more information, call 914-908-6757 or send an email to anthony at vernalaw.com for more information. And welcome to the Law and Business Podcast. We're in the middle of our Philadelphia Bloggers series. <laughs> <laughs> you like the sound of that, Sarah, don't you? Yes, I do. All right. With me is uh, Sarah DeGeorge of the Socially Dedicated Blog. How'd I do? The good. Great. Right. Did it. Great. Made it, made it sound better than I ever do. So that's what counts. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. Once again, the Law and Business Podcast is brought to you by Verna Law, focusing on intellectual property and advertising law. Uh, you already heard that in the introduction. So, Sarah, let's start here. Tell us about your blog and what you do. Um, so my blog is kind of an extension of my career. So I freelance, um, and socially dedicated. It came from both my initials are SD and I do social media. That's very handy. Yeah, I know. Right. There was, there was a plan to incorporate a logo when I finally put it together and have my signature being the SD part of the logo, but that's a completely different story. But anyways, (laughs) my freelancing is like I said, um, then carried over to my blog because I wanted to be able to kind of talk about it, you know, and a lot of people that are, bloggers tend to and you know I see a lot of them they are freelancing on the side sure. more so with content creation because you know of their writing and everything like that so um it was kind of like a three-sided venture because mm-hmm. it's like it's a portfolio page okay it's a blog itself you know I put it as like a business front too so sure. it shows the services that I do alongside the information that I put out with the blog so that's kind of how I position the website itself whole package kind of deal i understand i understand that completely so when i look at your blog i see topics like best business practice of being yourself freelance truly isn't free staying on top of clients money habits are these topics that you draw from your experiences in work um yeah i'd say so sometimes you know something might happen Mm -hmm. and instead of me being you know grumpy and spiteful i'll you know write a blog to inform others about the situation and how to do it on in a way where you're still you have your freelancing career and your reputation behind you and it's Mm -hmm. good and everything like that like sometimes it is inspired by my own personal experiences in a way that i can almost it's a teachable lesson unfortunately i have to go through said lesson (laughs) but i'd like to help other people not have to go through it yeah basically i think most of it is kind of like personal experience some of it is just i see something or something sparks my interest maybe nothing happened personally to me but i'm like hmm like that's something we should talk about and i try to put my own spin on it i'm still young so i'm i'd like to say i'm kind of in like that mid-level part right now i'm no longer i would say entry level i would like to say i'm I'm getting to a level where I could be like, oh, yeah, I'm sort of an expert in the career. I like writing that middle level where I can write about it, where I'm like, here's my hindsight, but then here's where I'm working towards, too. And maybe somebody else who's on that journey can relate. 
What what sparked the idea of making a blog that related to work in the first place? Be because in a way, in a way, your blog and work are intertwined. Yeah. It's very similar to my blog as well. My blog and this podcast, my law practice, I mean, everything gets combined as one anyway. So what sparked that for you? I just felt like I had a lot of ideas and maybe like a lot of thoughts and I'm really in my own group of friends, not, you know, the Philly bloggers, we're all bloggers, but in my own life, I'm really the only freelancer I know. So it's not like I could really talk to people about this in my own group. So I wanted to kind of put my thoughts out there and, you know, in writing because mm -hmm. I went to school for journalism, a little side. So obviously <laughs> writing is kind of like what I do. So I felt like this was a place where I'm putting my thoughts out there. I'm putting them out there for somebody else to hopefully sure. talk to me about it, agree with me, disagree, anything. I felt like it was a good platform for me to hopefully help other freelancers <laughs> and small business, you know, anything along those lines. And now your freelancing is social media and, and other digital. Yeah. So basically anything in that realm kind of teeter on the lines of communication and marketing because okay. I do content creation, SEO, paid marketing sure. like AdWords Bing. So I kind of I wear many hats, I feel like for a lot of the time, <laughs> but it helps because I get to have my well, creative. Everything, everything is under digital media. Yes. You know, it all kind of combines in itself. You know, somebody mm -hmm. wants me to write their blog post for them and then they're like oh wait you do adwords too do you want to do our paid marketing too and i'm like hey i actually know that it's not something that i'm like i don't know what paid marketing is sure. so 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 i, I want to ask you about your your latest blog entry close the laptop and breathe <laughs> it yeah. seems a little bit at odds with what you actually do yeah i think it was almost kind of like one of those things where i'm writing it and i'm hopefully like sarah you're writing this so hopefully you take this into consideration it, I feel like it's one of those things where as freelancers, you sometimes you want to practice what you preach. But, you know, I'm writing this blog as I should be closing the laptop and breathing. And, you know, it's kind of like it's almost like an oxymoron or something where you're like, wait, but you're you're doing the opposite of it by writing this blog. Sometimes, obviously, I think it's like one of those things where you write it in hopes that you almost like it's a teachable lesson to yourself. The backstory is obviously they are friends and a few sponsors hosted a yoga event at the Philadelphia Marina. So it was a good event and hopefully it was a teachable lesson to freelancers that, hey, if you're invited somewhere, just take the time. Don't worry. The work is going to be there whether you take an hour for yoga or not. So that was basically the whole concept of the blog. So hopefully somebody else does yoga or whatever <laughs> it is they want to do to relax for a little bit and close the laptop and breathe. <laughs> so, so do you find that the blog helps with the work-life balance or... I guess relatively speaking in comparison, you know, fashion bloggers and travel bloggers, there's a little bit more of like a colorfulness to theirs where I'm talking about freelancing and small business, sure. maybe a little bit more of a dry topic. But for me, when I'm losing my creative juices for actual work that I do, mm -hmm. socially dedicated is a good place where I'm writing about something I actually want to write about. And it kind of is relaxing kind of moment when I'm sure. just writing because like I chose the topic, I wasn't handed it. And of course, obviously, I don't mind what I do in freelancing. But at least this is almost like my own self curated work that I do. So Understood. a little different than, you know, being handed something and you're like, <laughs> I have to research this. I don't maybe <laughs> don't know what it is about. Or, you know, at least this I'm like, okay, I feel confident enough that I could just type I don't have to do research beyond like statistics right. or 
you know, things like that. I mean, I get that way too, where either after filing some applications or writing a motion for litigation, Mm -hmm. I got to turn off the screens. Yeah. And I have to walk away. Mm -hmm. Even though I also know I've got blog posts that that are like sitting in the back of my head. Oh, yeah. Waiting to come out. I know. You're like, wait. And I look at like the last time I actually put up a blog post, I'm like, oh. I'm overdue. <laughs> uh-huh. No, and that's actually, I think I've written about that in the past. Do you write, do you, do you kind of, sometimes I feel like as bloggers, we see a gap and we're like, we need to fill that gap. Should it just come naturally? Like, should you just write when it's like, you really feel like you want to write? Or do you go on a, where you're like, I, it's been too long. And then you write something and maybe it isn't 100% what you want, but you're doing it because you feel that you haven't updated in a while. It's kind of like a weird, I guess, like battle within. You're like, (laughs) do I wait until I have this perfect blog to write and then it's going to feel great? I'm going to be happy about it. Or do I make sure I'm constantly updating content just for the concept (laughs) of updating content? There there are some who say perfect is the enemy of good. I can agree with that. My particular struggle with blogging really is that. It's like I need to balance the fact that I work. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> that I have a practice where I have other people in the practice as well. Mm-hmm. And so you have to balance that along with the fact that a blog entry is important in today's world mm-hmm. when your blog is related to your work. Of course. And you're not really selling advertising on your blog. Whereas if you're selling advertising on your blog, that is your work mm-hmm. and that is your job. Exactly. And so you do have to get something out. But your blog, when it's related to your work, well, it's marketing for your, for, so, so now you're missing marketing opportunities. Yeah, so. it's just, it's one of those things where you're just like, what is the right balance and how do I get to that point where I know the right balance? And they're really, you know, I think it's a very open-ended, I think it depends on everyone's mm-hmm. schedule with blogging. You know, you don't want to burn yourself out because then I've had friends with blogs and they burn out and, and then they were so good at it but they were almost too good at keeping up with it. And then all of a sudden now I look back and they haven't wrote a blog in like four months because they're like, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it anymore. (laughs) And then it's then maybe the idea was maybe you were just doing a little too much. Maybe if you had scaled back even the slightest bit, you wouldn't have hit this wall Mm -hmm. of sorts, you know? So I guess there are places where they're like, oh, this is how many times you should be updating this or how many times you should be blogging. But then at the same time, I think like there's that gray area. Do you set goals for how often you want to post or Um, is it just whenever the spirit moves you to write something? So currently I have a pretty full plate with clients. So I think I'm on like the when the spirit hits me (laughs) just because of just like I said, my current lifestyle. But I'm kind of in the process of looking through my clients and seeing when contracts are up are there any clients that maybe there's no future growth between us Mm -hmm. and you know I'm trying to make my schedule like be as quantity having like you know 10 clients I'd rather have like five clients in which it's a good relationship I'm not getting stretched thin with time with that being said hopefully when I go through kind of my I don't want to say purge of sorts. (laughs) I will maybe flip to the other side where I'm going to be a little bit more structured in my blogging schedule. Mm -hmm. Like my blog is very important to me and I want to see it continue to grow at some point. It's growing, but you know, I'd like for it to be also a focus of mine instead of where I go to when I need a creative reboot. (laughs) If you were to pin an ultimate goal on your blog, what would it be? I'd really love for my blog to be where 
I gain more of my clients. So a lot of my clients right now, and it's great because it is referral based. So I'd like to think that I'm doing well, but I'd like my blog to almost be more or less where people are like, Hey, I like what she's saying. I, you know, she seems like she knows what she's doing. Like, let me hire her and that be where I find most of my work. I'd like people to, you know, find me based on the fact that they think I'm knowledgeable or that I'm a good freelancer and I can help them. It's what I know best, so that's why I write about it. So hopefully, when you when you write a blog entry, how do you advertise uh, that you've written a blog entry? How does that work? So it depends on what the blog entry is. So if it's just a a blog entry where it's kind of like a think piece, sure. I usually post it on the you know some groups that I'm involved in in mm-hmm. LinkedIn, like the usual avenues, my sure. social media. I'll make like a graphic on Instagram leading mm-hmm. them to the blog. I haven't done that lately, but that's what I used to do, like new blog. And those are my avenues right now for the most part. The other thought of that was, you know, but if it is a blog regarding something, so I'm trying to do like a small business spotlight, if you will, in Philly. So we recently did Founding Footsteps. They're a tour group. So when I'm done with the blog, I obviously send it to said person. And then if they want to share it on their social feeds, then... I I mean, in a way, this is some of the stuff that you blog about when you think about like, like these are the connections. And you have a blog post specifically on connections for mm-hmm. small business people yeah exactly and it sounds like you, you try to keep that in your mind as these connections and you keep yeah the advice that you gave on the blog like i said i try my best sometimes i think the one part well, of we're all allowed to, we're <laughs> yeah. all allowed to make mistakes and slack <laughs> off and take time for ourselves oh so, yeah so don't worry about yes of course you're doing it to your best of your ability <laughs> of course yeah no so i try to you know make those connections especially i think Mm -hmm. small businesses and philadelphia shameless plug for philadelphia i think we're a really (laughs) great city where people actually want others to grow so i don't look at another maybe freelancer small business blogger as a competition Mm -hmm. i'm like how can we formulate something like i ran into somebody one time and they wanted me to give talks with them. They were like, oh, hey, like, let's try and do something when we, ha- you know, when we can find the time. So, you know, I try to connect and, you know, disseminate my information from my blog out to others who might, you know, either want to work together with me on something to, mm-hmm. you know, for greater cause or so on and so forth. It makes perfect sense. And I am glad to see that you are practicing <laughs> what you're preaching on the blog. I do want to talk about another entry you had back in April about the fears of small business owners and freelancers. What, what are some of those fears and what advice do you have to get over them? Um, I think the biggest fear for freelancers and small businesses is just the money. Like I, I know it's <laughs> like it stinks and I'm not really a money driven person, right. but it is the biggest fear because you're no longer working underneath somebody where they you know this is your salary and this is that and i think that um yeah no i I would i would completely agree with you cash flow is is a big big fear oh yeah and then um you know because you can make as much as you want that's great but you can also not make anything because you're not guaranteed um and i think another fear with freelancing is you're kind of your own entity and if anything goes wrong it just completely falls on you there's nobody that can be like well you can talk to my manager or something like that so it's a lot of accountability and i think that's a huge you're basically in charge of your success or failure sure so those i think well and also i I mean 
to look at it the other way, when you do something well, that's also on your shoulders. Yeah, exactly. And people look at you as saying, you helped me out in a situation. Yeah. Unfortunately, I feel like people tend to go to the, to the bad <laughs> side first. I think, you know, just like everybody's like, oh, it could go really well. But then everybody's like, yeah, but most likely it's not going to work out. And I'd say a good chunk of people usually go to the pessimistic end of things <laughs> I, first i, I and hope we're not all eeyores in life <laughs> my boyfriend is always like when we watch if winnie the pooh is on he's like oh hey it's you and it's eeyore so <laughs> he's like there's sarah <laughs> so we tend to be very hard on ourselves and that's i Agreed. think why it that tends to be the case and then you're like oh it worked out but it's not gonna work out next time you know <laughs> What advice do you have on getting getting past some of these fears? I think you just have to focus on the wins. Like, I know that sounds really simple and it's not as simple, but you kind of like, if I'm feeling really down about something that happened. Maybe I sent something in and my client was like, ah, eh, it's really not that good. Then right. you kind of get down. You're like, wait a second, but I just sent this in. So for mm -hmm. example, something didn't work out with one of my clients. But then I was like, wait, but I just pitched to Runner's World and we got right. a article in Runner's World and they have, and you know, a bunch of people liked that. I was like, wait, I did that right. Maybe I didn't do this right, but I did that right. So that's kind of key to kind of keeping yourself in check is just remembering the good things. I was on the phone with a client yesterday and he was like, you know, you're a very important cog in this little small business wheel that we have. You know, sometimes you think that your work isn't getting appreciated. And right. But then you hear that and you're like, wait, no, they said I'm an important part of this. So I'm going to remember that comment for sure. when I'm feeling blue. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I have two particular thoughts and, and you can tell me uh, what you think about this. One is I know for a lot of small businesses, it's, it's difficult to do this, but outsourcing mm -hmm. certainly helps. Like when it comes to money, you know, being an attorney, I'm not an accountant. So I know how to touch QuickBooks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can look at it and I can read it because I've had my own practice now, six, seven, eight, eight, yeah, and longer <laughs> than I've uh, ever thought that I would have my own practice. Um, so I first started by just doing QuickBooks myself. And with my former partner, we'd like we would just spend a day doing QuickBooks. And that's like eight hours of a day wasted uh -huh. on QuickBooks. So one of the things I've done is I've gotten a bookkeeper. Mm -hmm. And that's outsourcing when it comes to collecting money. Some of that falls onto my bookkeeper. You know, then on the cash flow issue, what are the ways that you can do to increase your cash flow? My firm takes credit cards, which for a lot of people sounds weird for a lawyer, but I mean, it, it's normal in today's world to yes. accept it. So, and I even have a colleague who accepts Chase mobile payments, uh -huh. uh, as strange as that might sound. She's like, yeah, I, I do some things post-credit and she doesn't even take credit cards, but she'll take mobile payments. Oh, I know, how that's... strange. But uh, so there are ways that you can do to make sure that your fears are alleviated Yeah, definitely. by getting that support. And I realize that sometimes that's not easy to do but mm. you you kind of have to outsource some things oh yeah definitely rolling yeah it's funny actually i was going back i actually shared one of those posts on my social media yesterday it was like the title was like when's a good time to hire employees so ironically right. that's why your question i was like hey i just i just posted <laughs> something like that i like it's just like you know every company has growing pains and you know or small business freelancers even sometimes you know as a freelancer you were like hmm, well i have this other freelancing friend that's better at this than i you know mm -hmm. maybe i could have them work on this so i think it's definitely a good way to um, alleviate some of those fears like if it's something you're just really not 
comfortable with, it's probably better to outsource it because you're going to get a better return having somebody really good doing it than you trying to like just pass something off as whatever it was. They're going to be like, wait, what did you even just do? Be like, I don't know. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I just, I don't know. <laughs> when you take over the social media campaign of a company, is it usually because a company has been doing it themselves and they're not seeing a return or a specific focus that's easier thought of than said? You know, I've had the people that are like, I'm not seeing a return like can and i don't understand the analytics mm -hmm. can you look at them another is just simply they just didn't know how even how to set it up like you know you just have the basic and then some they're like i saw that you did this for x client you know they're my friend could you do this for my company as well and then i look and you have to take into a whole bunch of things into account right. i've been given social media like marketing and management positions based on many different reasons just from the most basic to more in-depth deep dive type reasons sure so understood we're running a little bit out of time so let's end on this i actually like how your blog looks oh okay that's good because <laughs> sometimes i question that again being for you know so i'm curious what your back end is and how, how you set that up um, it's really simple because, because, well, no, I'm glad that you said it's really simple because I think a lot of people out there listening don't necessarily realize how simple oh, it is yeah. to, set, to um, set this up. Cause a lot of people, they think to have a good blog, they do WordPress, they need to mm -hmm. know coding and stuff like that. And WordPress is probably the best platform for you to have the most control under. But because I was more focused on the blog end than like the web design end, mm -hmm. I just use Weebly. Okay. It's very drag and drop. I set the whole thing up and right. very seamless. And I like how their layout was. I originally had a WordPress right. um, website. Wasn't that pretty? Like for me, I had somebody set up my course, site. And I, and, and I have a bachelor's in computer science, but it's been a long time since I've coded. Yeah. So I have the WordPress site. It's there. There are some areas that could be drag and drop. Oh, but yeah. But what I like about the blog section of this is that all I have to do is add a new post, title mm -hmm. it however I want and just start writing yeah definitely and it's there. Mm -hmm. no i agree i think it's just basically find the platform that works for you if you want to get into deeper stuff like the seo and stuff like that again wordpress seems to be the best for those types of i guess goals if that's your goal for now weebly is fine for me i'll probably at one point, because I have friends graduating that are like web designers and stuff, I'd love to give, you know what I mean? Help freelancer, helping freelancer. I'd love to, you know, pay them to sure. create, you know, and then I would move everything over to that new platform that they made for me. But in, in the interim, Weebly. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I do like how it looks. Uh, Sarah, tell everybody how they can find you. So you can find me at socdedicated.com s-o-c dedicated.com you can also find me under the same usernames for instagram twitter and facebook keeping it uniform yes rule number one <laughs> all right guys thanks very much for listening to the lawn business podcast we'll be back uh, in a few days with another episode this has been the Lawn Business Podcast. Visit VernaLaw.com for more episodes. To contact Verna Law PC, send an email to anthony at VernaLaw.com or call 914-358-6401.